Chicago's near south side is potentially getting a new high school. But the proposal has been filled with controversy from the surrounding communities. Top CPS officials wrote in a confidential memo that this new school would hurt historically black schools nearby. And people say it's pitting the black community against the Chinatown community. Today, the Board of Education is meeting to vote on several aspects that lay the groundwork for this new school, from planning to designing. And here with me with more details is Kate Grossman, who's WBEZ's senior education editor. Welcome back to Reset, Kate. Great to be here. So this proposed school has been in the news for a while. Uh, it's getting a lot of debate surrounding it right now, from the location to the board members. Bring us up to speed. What's been happening? Sure. Let me just take you back real quick to the beginning. Chinatown for decades has wanted its own high school. There is no immediate high school right in the area. And so they scored a big win recently where state rep Teresa Ma secured $50 million um, in state money for it. And then CPS kicked in another 70. So this was huge for them. They've been wanting this for a really long time. But it's been so fraught trying to get this off the ground. There's a bunch of different issues. A lot of them focus on the location where CPS wants to put this, and that's at 24th and State Street, which is the site of the former Ickes public housing. Mm -hmm. And so the site itself, because it was public housing land, is the issue. But even more significantly, it's because it's near several other historically black high schools that have are have been really struggling with enrollment. So there's this big concern that they will be further hurt by this. I see. And then this concern that like Chinatown folks don't want to feel like they're going to get their high school at the expense of hurting like black communities. So they don't want to be pit against each other. I see. No one wants to step on anyone's toes. Right. Yeah. So that's really been the heart of the controversy is this location and and how it kind of pits these two communities potentially against each other. But despite that, the district is saying there are benefits to this new school. Mm -hmm. What are those? Well, sure. So, I mean, Chinatown, like I said, has wanted the school for a long time. And the Chinatown community has been growing, particularly with new immigrants that need, you know, English as a language, second language services. And currently, most of those kids travel five miles down Archer Avenue to go to Kelly High School. That has a bilingual program there and an ESL program. Okay. So they, you know, they don't want their kids, obviously, have to travel so far. And in general, the near south side, which is sort of South Loop, Bridgeport, top of Bronzeville, that community, um, most, the vast majority of kids in that neighborhood do not stay in the area to go to high school. And so if this new high school is built, CBS says 86% of the kids, if they all chose this new school, they would like cut their commute times significantly. So instead of going to a selective enrollment school or a charter school or somewhere out of the community, they could stay in the community and, you know, be able to walk to school or maybe a short bus ride. And we all know that has lots of benefits if you're near your school. Yeah. As you mentioned, race is one of the biggest issues right now surrounding this new school. If uh, the, there's a board meeting today, if if the board does vote today to move forward with this project, any idea of, of what the analysis suggests that the racial breakdown will be at this new school? Well, so that's a huge issue. So we reported along with the Sun-Times uh, yesterday that there was a confidential memo written by some top CPS officials saying that they wanted a racial equity impact study before the you know proceeding with this and that has not happened and they specifically raised this issue about how these historically black schools nearby would really be hurt because they're already really struggling with enrollment and so cps says 
in response to us reporting on this that, you know, they would consider doing the racial equity impact study, but it hasn't been done. Um, and the preliminary assessment is it would hurt black people, yeah. basically. You know, the particulars we would all like to know. Yeah. But we kind of know the big picture, at least from this analysis. Now, CPS says they don't think it will. They could just be a marginal, maybe lose a few students. But what they said in this memo is even if you lose a few students for schools that have 250 kids or 400 kids, every kid counts. And it also, you know, these things feed off each other. Less kids go, then it's less attractive. They lose money, then fewer kids want to go. So even a small number of kids can be really harmful. Yeah, we know uh, many of the historically black schools that they've been trending downward in enrollment for years now. Right. So this begs the question of what's going to happen to schools like Wendell Phillips that's nearby and Dunbar and Tilden uh, Career Community Academy. Well, so the the big concern is that they'll um, be further diminished or maybe maybe even pushed off the map, basically. Yeah. And we did a lot of reporting where we talked to alumni and current you know families at the school and they they want those schools to get the same kind of investments that would make the schools more attractive. So like Dunbar, for example, is a vocation, career vocational high school. And because they've lost so much enrollment over time, they're really limited now in what kind of career vocational programs they could offer. And they say, you know, if we invest, you know, more people will come. It'll be sort of a, you know, a virtuous cycle, right? Yeah. And so they're they're not like opposed to get, they don't, they want to, if Chinatown folks want a high school, fine. But they also say you could also come to our school and, you know, we could add a Mandarin English language program. But they say let's invest in our school so that they're more attractive. I see. What are the families? I know that the reporters on this story talked to a lot of families, um, alumni as well at these historically black schools. What are they saying about this proposal? Well, you know, they feel... Uh, like I'll, I'll talk about Phillips for a minute because okay. they have Phillips. Phillips is um, was sort of was con- is considered the first black high school in Chicago. It's on Pershing Road, 39th Street, and they have a real powerhouse alumni. I mean, their well, their alumni include um, Sam Cooke and you know really big names, sort of big names in general, but certainly especially big names in the black community. Yeah, and their alumni you know do all kinds of things at school, and they they want. Their their message actually is like, give us a try, you know, like people think, oh, Phillips, you know, they say in quotes, air quotes, bad school. They say, no, we have a lot of really wonderful things going like, come check us out. That's really what they're advocating for. You know, Dunbar is saying, don't hurt us, you know, give us a chance to flourish. But they're, you know, they're really rallying because they see this as a, a, a real threat. So we mentioned this this board meeting that's happening today, the Board of Education. Talk more about what's going to be on the agenda, Kate. Okay, so um, so the board meeting's going on right now. There'll be a vote later this afternoon. Okay. And there's this isn't like the final step, but it's a significant one. Okay. So basically, they're uh, they're going to take three votes, and they're all around the land itself. So they want a CPS has to. Okay, let me start again. It's they want to build it on the site where public housing used to be. Um, and that's where they want to build the high school. Mm-hmm. But CHA has promised to replace some of the public housing that was, you know, torn down. And so they want to do a land swap, basically, buy some land nearby and put some of the housing there so that they can build the high school on that site. That's the main thing. Plus, they want to spend some money to do some planning. Yeah. Design work. What? Um, so you've talked about why people are opposed to this school being you know, slated to be built 
uh, where this housing project was. But uh, what is uh, the Chicago Housing Authority saying? Well, they say, you know, we promised a certain number. I think it's 244, something like that, public housing units. And they say we will fulfill that promise. They'll just be around the corner or maybe slightly different location. They're saying we'll fulfill that. Now, you know, we take them on their word, CHA has delayed its promises to rebuild public housing for mm-hmm. decades now. And so it's not, it's understandable that some people are leery of making an adjustment, even if they say we will fulfill the promise. And I want to talk about someone who's also changed minds on this project here. Yesterday, WBEZ and the Sun-Times reported that State Representative Teresa Ma plans to block the uh, you know $50 million in funding for this school until the mayor and CPS address these community concerns that you've laid out, Kate. She was a longtime supporter of this, right. wasn't she? She is, and she says she's still a supporter of the concept. She wants Chinatown and South Loop and Bridgeport, et cetera, to have a school. But she she's arguing that the community engagement has been shallow, more of a facade than real engagement. And she's saying that, you know, basically that opposition is being ignored by CPS and that she wants CPS to seriously investigate another site. Now, Chinatown has been pushing very hard for a site at something called the 78, which is also in the South Loop. It's this massive new development. Mm -hmm. They want the school to go there. CHA or CPS says, no, it can't go there. Um, So she's she's basically threatening to block in the state legislature. I mean, this is huge chunk of change. Like they cannot build the school without this money. So her threat is significant. Yeah, no, this weighs a lot. You said that she says this is shallow. You know, she talked about how it's, quote, you know, just to check a box. What does this do for Mayor Lightfoot? I'm thinking, what does the approval of this school mean for her reelection campaign? We know what's happening next year. Right. Well, the accusation, a pretty raw accusation that Teresa Ma made is that this is Lori Lightfoot wants this as a feather in her cap so she can run on it, put you know, put it on her I did this list. Um, I'm sure Mayor Lightfoot would <laughs> say that. Would disagree. Would disagree. Um, but that's she's saying that she doesn't want to be a pawn in, in her political game. Now, CHA or CPS says, hey, we've done we've had 30 community meetings and we've met with hundreds of individuals. And they said that the attendance boundaries that um, was the subject of that memo from last year yeah. have been adjusted, adjusted based on feedback. And that is true, although they still would negatively impact these historically black schools. But they're basically saying, like, we are listening. We're making adjustments and we're this is not done. We, you can take these votes and move forward, but still make adjustments. I see. So help us understand that then if if. There's a vote today and and the board approves everything. There are still some options available to those who are opposing this school. Right. They aren't, though. Obviously, this will really set in motion the site at 24th and State on the public housing land, which, you know, people are definitely opposed to. But other particulars, the attendance boundary, who gets to go, what kind of programming, et cetera, et cetera. They're saying, you know, there's still lots of room to offer input. You know, I don't. You know, whether CPS takes it, that's what, you know, people want CPS to listen. Community input. Yeah. That's always at the bottom of these things. Thank you, Kate. Great information. Kate Grossman is a WBEZ senior education editor. Great to have you. Thanks for having me.